This is episode 61 of The Upside with Callie and Jeff Dollar. That means we have been doing this for 12 weeks, three months, one quarter of a year. It feels like a lot longer, to be totally honest. Uh, and it actually, that doesn't add up, right? Because we started officially on August 8th, uh-huh. and today is October 7th, so it should only be two. Oh, but we also have to take into account your pocket podcasts and the special 9-11-ish edition. Oh, yeah. And also, so we've mm-hmm. only, yeah. So Just that, kidding. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. It's still episode 61, though. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I am grateful that the temperature is actually lining up with the calendar, finally. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for my iPhone. The um, the temperature in Atlanta is so much better than it has been. If you're listening in other parts of the country, I don't know if you've been experiencing the global warming like we have, but wow, this summer was hot. Uh, everyone, but uh, I forget which M state it is. It's one of the M states. It's either Montana or... Um, Maine? No, either Montana Maryland. or... No, <laughs> but you just made... Many, uh, Minnesota. Okay. Um, got snow last week, like hardcore snow. Oh, really? Uh huh. I saw it on the news and I was like, oh my gosh. And I think upstate New York was starting to get like chill warnings. Wouldn't surprise me. That's where I'm originally from, Syracuse area. And uh, it would more often than not, we would have snow on the ground on my birthday, which is about a month away. That so, is crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get into this episode, I want to say thank you so much to Skillshare. They are back as our partners this week, and we appreciate them so much. If you need a quick reminder, Skillshare is the online learning community that has thousands of classes. Now, most of these have to do with uh, creative skills or entrepreneurial skills, but there are thousands of classes. You'll find something that interests you, guarantee. Uh, Callie was going to take one on iPhone photography. Uh, I found some that were related to to, uh, search engine optimization and other ways to promote the show. Uh, And you can take them too, absolutely free. All you got to do is go to Skillshare.com slash upside and you'll get two months free at Skillshare. Now, what makes this different than just putting a Google on it and watching whatever video comes up is these people are actually qualified to teach you what they're teaching you. So you don't have to worry about that. Skillshare.com slash upside for two free months. We had a totally upsidey weekend. Like everything that happened this weekend was just super upsidey. And it was awesome. Like I think that this weekend was a really, really awesome weekend. It I was. Could, I'm kind of sad it's over. I couldn't look back at the weekend and find anything that was womp womp. No, there really wasn't. It was super awesome. Um, first of all, we launched our propositity team on Friday. And I feel like we should have said this sooner, but they're not paying us to do that. Like there's no ulterior motive. Like we literally are just doing it because we want a giving, um, 
component to the upside. And, uh, this seems like the easiest way to do it. So we started our propacity team, um, last episode and over the weekend we had, um, 598 people join our team and we met 27, almost $2,800 worth of needs, um, in whatever community you're in. Over 100 needs were met. Now, if you missed our last episode and you don't know what propacity is, here it is. We all want to be able to help people that are in need. Like it's, it exists in us. You wouldn't be a part of this upside community if you didn't have that built into you. But sometimes you don't know where to go. Uh, and sometimes it's just not super convenient. So Proposity is an app that delivers vetted approved needs right to your phone. And for is just a few dollars, you can change somebody's life. Like one of the ones that came through last week was a, a child who didn't have any underwear, mm-hmm. you know, is I think it was a single parent household and a lot of siblings. And for whatever reason, this kid was living off of two pairs of underwear. So for the price of one package of underwear that gets delivered right to this child's counselor and put right in this child's hands or taken right to his house, you can change his his whole world. Yeah. And, and, and it, it comes right to your phone. And we have no, like, um, you know, like I said before, like we just love this organization. We believe in it. We believe, honestly, that it's a future of giving is can be digital and small. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, I need to donate a thousand dollars or $200 or whatever. It can be whatever you have. So we're asking people to join our group and you can go to propositycom And then when you join, you can join the, with the word upside gets you into the group. So, um, join our team and we're going to be just a give when you can don't give when you can't. And you know, and it doesn't cost anything to be a part of no. the team. There's no spam. There's no messaging that you don't need to, you know, that you're going to be, that's going to feel intrusive. And um, here's what else is cool about it is if you just need some good vibes and some good energy, you can go to the app and open it up and read the stories of recent needs that have been fulfilled. It's so cool. And it just puts some positive vibes in your world. So anyways, we're excited because like 600 people we talk about it on one episode and 600 people sign up. So it's crazy. Yeah. So we would love it if you um, could sign up if you haven't already. If you have and you like it, tell your friends, get your significant other to sign up, get your family to sign up, get your coworkers to sign up and put them all on the upside team. Even if they don't listen to the show, even if they're not part of the Facebook group, it would just be really cool to have a big, big, big team making a big, big, big difference in the world. So. Thank you to everybody who did uh, Proposity. So that I'm gonna was cool. S- I'm going to switch your next two ideas on the show schedule because we had on Friday night, we had a, a meetup. Well, we didn't really have a meetup. Um, Abby, one of our upside listeners was like, hey, does anyone want to come meet me for a beer a couple weeks ago? Like, I'd love to meet some other upsiders. And like 70 people said, yeah, I'll come have a beer. And so it turned into this thing. And Abby is now an event planner. Apparently she didn't even know yeah. it. She just turned into an event planner. And, um, you know, she and T-Bird corralled a group of like, how many people wound up coming? Like 75, like 50, so, 75 people. Uh-huh. And we crashed it. Jeff and I were like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. We want to have a beer too. And so we went and hung out with a bunch of upsiders and it was so cool. And it, it just makes me happy. Yeah, we went to um, Reformation Brewery in Woodstock, and uh, it was uh, it was hot. 
and there was no breeze, but the company was great and the beer was delicious. So it all worked out. And I have, so we had, um, we met so many friends and so many people that we talked to on Instagram all the time and, and Facebook. And I felt really uh, like, I just realized how unnatural it is for me to like, it brought out my shy side. Well, that, I don't understand that because I you don't really have a shy side. Well, when I was a kid, I was super shy, like couldn't talk to people. And I realized that I am not shy when I'm like in an environment. I don't know. I just I was standing there being like, I hope everyone likes me. I hope people think that I'm nice. Like, I don't I don't know. They it just, already- I, I left being like. Oh my gosh, I hope I hope everyone thought I was cool. I hope everyone liked me. Like But they all showed up at the thing because they liked you. Well, they like each other. They don't necessarily like me, but, but we're the they all have you and I in common. Of course they like you. I don't know. I was like so feeling not insecure is the insecure is the wrong word, but I just left like worried that you know, people be like, oh, I really like her show, but, um, but she's in person, weird. she's, she's so really weird. weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone was really nice. I get so nervous cause I'm kind of just like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. I get so weird and I'm like, who, no one wants people to meet each other. They don't want to see me. And then I'm like, what if I said the so, wrong thing? Or what if I didn't ask the right question or what? I don't know. I feel so awkward. I'm so awkward. So do you wish we didn't go? No, I'm glad that we did. Um, but I hope the people that were there were glad that we went. Of course they were. I don't know. That's such a silly thing. I kind of, I, I think I understand what you're talking about it, but it's so silly because I'm not, I'm not really familiar with this side of you. Yeah. Cause I normally, yeah. But I'm also not familiar with this side of me. Like there is, I have spent my entire career living behind the scenes of people that do things like that. Oh my gosh. I have. Right. Like, I mean, uh, I've up literally until three made years ago when you started doing Instagram and you do Instagram stories, right, but I'm alone. hundreds, if not thousands, you're not alone. You're talking well, to a thousand people I'm at talking, once. Right. But I'm talking like to my phone, like there's no, you know, I don't know. So that just feels different to me. So, but I am around people that do that. I just am like, Oh, I'm the girl that is always behind the scenes. And so it's really unnatural for me. It's just unnatural for me. I'm like, Oh, do you want to take a picture with Jeff? Like, you know, like I just don't, I don't know how to act. I'm so awkward. I feel so awkward. Great. Now there's two awkward people at the, at the helm of the SS upside. Perfect. (laughs) We're headed right for an iceberg. SS upside. We wanted to like that. We wanted to do um, a lot of like live event type things. Like that was part of the original plan before the podcast took off so quickly. So is that still on the table or do you have to, are you I not? I don't know. I need to work on it because I just, first of all, I have this insecurity in my head of, okay, if we did live events, like who would even want to come? And then I don't know. I feel, I don't get the appeal of me. Either, Do you know I, what I mean? I don't get the appeal of me either. So f- fine. Great. So I don't know, but I, so we need to, I hire need to a- work on my confidence or something. Cause I don't feel like I deserve to be, I don't know. I just like, you've had a 25 year career in video. and I like, still of don't course you should host events and have comedy shows and have people come and whatever. Like I don't feel deserving of that. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Who am I? Someone that started a show two months ago. And you know, I don't know. I don't, 
Mm. You don't know how I feel, do you? I kind of get it, but it, it's so, it's to me, it's completely ridiculous. I don't feel like I've earned it, I guess. That could, I understand that. Like. Yeah. I understand that. I had the same, I mean, I felt the same way. That's the imposter syndrome that I talked about a little bit last week. Like, I felt this, I still at times, but have felt the same exact way, even though. I'm in a successful place. You know what right. I mean? Like, I think I'm just coming to terms with the fact and enjoying the fact that despite how it all ended, I was really good at radio. Mm -hmm. And I can look at, at stuff like, and part of me, and I can go back and look at my radio career and, 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 and say, oh, I just got really lucky. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get really lucky. Like, you worked really hard. I worked really hard to put myself in the position where I could get lucky. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to try to look at it the same way. Like you didn't just get really lucky marrying me. You decided <laughs> you were going to marry somebody famous and Such successful. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I did think it was cool as a good conversation starter and to make us officially a show. We now have stickers and koozies. And I was oddly excited about the arrival Chef of this. Chef is so excited. He has been talking about these things like it's Christmas. He's so excited. Um, and they're really cute. And they have, excuse me, they have little weaponized hamsters on them. They're very cute. And I think that we should just always, like, I should always keep some in my purse and you should always keep some in your pocket or whatever. And then when you get to meet people in person, then we're just like, oh my gosh, here's a sticker. Like, 100%. Yeah. So, oh, that was your idea? Yeah, it wasn't a huge idea. I was just like, you should keep them with Is you. Is that the idea that you said that you don't didn't think I was going to like? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't know what that idea was. But um, yeah, so keep and them in your pocket. And then when we meet, yay, stickers for all. Uh, and then, uh, the, so that was our Friday. So our Friday was Proposity, and then the 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 stickers and the koozies coming in, and then the the meetup in Woodstock. Uh, and then Saturday, the weather was so nice, finally. And my favorite thing to do is sit on a patio. Chef loves a patio. So we left the house and went and searched for a patio, and we sat on a patio, and it was comfortable. It's at one point it was even a little chilly. Yeah, I was one point at one point wishing I had a sweater, which was so nice. And uh, so we got to enjoy lunch on a patio. And then on the way home, we did something very dangerous. And we pulled in to the Humane Society just to visit the pups. Well, and we used to do this a lot when we were dating for whatever reason. I don't know why. but we Because just, pups. Because pups. But now I'm at a point where... I don't know why it feels more dangerous now. Is it because we have a yard now or we're married? So it's not like we're adopting a dog when we're dating. Like, I don't know. It seems way more dangerous now that we're going to wind up taking home a dog. Oh, well, it, that won't happen. We're not in a position to get dog number three. I know. Or, or a cat or any of that. But it is dangerous to go and visit and and talk to the pups. But yeah, and we do talk to the pups, like have full on conversations with them. And Jeff's like, Callie, come meet my friend. And then we'll like walk over and meet his little buddy. And then we, we talk to the dogs and the cats. We're really weird. Cause the way, the way the um, humane society that we went to uh, is set up is when you walk in on the left is, or on the right is all the cats. So the kittens and the cats are all in one room, but on the left, they've got it kind of divided. So in the front, 
are the puppies. Puppies. And then in the back, uh, the second door that you would go into are all the older dogs. Mm -hmm. And puppies obviously get adopted super quickly. So fast. So that is like a room full of joy and love and stuff. And then you go into the back room and you see these older dogs. Oh, my God. I was trying not to cry. I was trying so hard not to cry. I might cry right now. That have been there for weeks or months and you don't know their story like you don't know if somebody had them for 10 years and then was like i gotta give them up and brought them in or if the owner passed away or yeah. if it was in a if it, if it spent its whole life in a bad situation and i rescued an older dog and we don't actually know how old she was but on her kennel card it said that she was nine right when i got blair yeah you thought she was nine. The vet thought she was four. And my dad thought she was even younger than that. So we don't really know. But on her card, it said that she was nine. So she wasn't adopted. For, she was in there for like six months. And she broke my heart. I had never owned a dog before. And I kept going in there to visit her. And she was the only dog in there not barking. She was so sweet. And no one wanted her because of the age on her card. And, um, we, so now, and she had, she got cancer eventually and passed away and it broke my heart. Cause she was, Jeff can tell you, she was my best buddy. Like we had a bond, like, I don't know. She was my like soul sister dog. Well, Callie also at that time was working in an office that was dog friendly. So she could take her dog to work every single day. She would sit under my desk every day. And that dog, like Callie and that dog were not apart for the entirety of from the day of rescue until the day she died. Yeah, no, like we were inseparable. And she was the best dog. And we saw all these senior dogs sitting in there. And I said to Jeff, like, I want to get these guys adopted because senior dogs, there is nothing in the world like an older rescue dog. Like they just know they're grateful. They love you. I mean, it is incredible. So they do. Know. It is weird because I, um, Sadie is a humane society dog, but I got her as a puppy. And we got Lily as a puppy. And Sadie, Sadie doesn't care, right? Like she doesn't <laughs> care about me. She just, I'm just the food machine. So she, but, but Blair knew that Callie rescued her from her previous life. Yes. Cause, but we did know that Blair was, was a hoarder's dog. And mm -hmm. then at the, so once that Blair, you know, came to live with Callie and was going outside for walks and in, in the grass and coming over to, to my house and running in the backyard, Blair knew. And that's the part of the charm it's of so an older cool. dog. And Blair knew tricks. Blair was potty trained. Like they older dogs, generally speaking, know a lot more like they've been around the block. Right? right. So I put these sweet little older dogs. There were four of them in there. Two of them were bonded together. There was one 10 year old and a second 10 year old. Cause I was like, you guys, we've got to get these sweet babies adopted. And today or yesterday, I am proud to say that one of the dogs got their freedom ride home. Yay! Her name is Harper. She is ten. And Harper, not that one of them was more favorite than the others, but Harper was. She's the favorite. first one. The first one. Got and yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. So I loved Harper. And um, one of the upsiders went with her two kids, and the kids fell in love with Harper. And Harper got her freedom ride yesterday, and she sent me pictures. And I asked her if I could um like show. I asked, can I show this? I haven't heard back from her yet, but oh my gosh, I am so happy. So what I was thinking is if the humane society will let us, and if you're into it, what if we like once a month feature a, a 
what I'm going to call an underdog, like a dog that nobody seems to want and, and figure out what their best qualities are and try to get them a home. Is this the same idea we talked about at dinner the other night? Yeah. Yes. I think it's great. And I want to take it one step further. And I actually want to make a movie trailer about the dog. I love it. So uh, I can lean on some people I have in radio who have those big, deep voices, you know, in a world where a dog needs a home. Right. And so you have that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you have coworkers who know how to edit video and yeah. whatever. And then with iPhones and cameras, you can take super high quality video. So I'll recruit some of my radio people to do the audio portion. You recruit some some video people to volunteer their time. And, and then we'll get these dogs once a month. Home, yes. The underdogs. Um, and there's still two in there. I'll post the pictures on the Facebook group. If you live near the Atlanta area, or you're going to be coming to visit a road tripping at some point. Um, I will post pictures of these dogs that still need homes. They are so sweet and so loving. And we would love to find them homes. And if you're in a different city, we're going to be talking about this um, a lot coming up with T-Bird behind the scenes. But we want to start doing things in other cities. So we we love Atlanta, obviously, and we want to want to do these kind of things in other cities. So um, if you have ideas for how we can do that, or there's a humane society or some sort of rescue where you live that you would love to also do that with, let T-Bird know, and she can figure out how we work that out or how we have an upside meetup wherever you live. Um, and we'll work on that. And if you don't know who T-Bird is, um, she is our rock star uh, person who is kind of. She's the head of the community. Yeah. Wrangling all these community efforts that we're trying to do. She's kind of keeping us organized on those. Um, and you can email her T-Bird, all one word, T-B-I-R-D, at CallieandJeff.com. Or if you're a part of the Facebook group, she's in there every single day. Yeah. She's so awesome. And then the last thing that we did this weekend that I was super nervous about, but actually ended really well, is our friends threw a surprise party for their eight-year-old daughter. And it was awesome. Why were you worried? Because I didn't think you could pull a surprise off on an eight-year-old. Oh, I think that's a breeze. Not a breeze, but I think pulling a surprise party off for a kid is way easier than pulling one off for an adult. You think? Yeah, because kids don't th think through stuff. Like when you tell them lies. This one does. Well, this one does. She's, but <laughs> she's smart. She is smart. But yeah, 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 yeah. No. I think that you can tell them, like, if you're like, oh, well, your friends are out of town. We can't do it that weekend. But I promise we'll try to find another weekend. Um, you know, if you do if you do that to an adult, they're like, let me text everyone I know and figure out what's up with these people. Like, why? I did hear her grilling her mom, though, saying. Um, you lied to me. Why, why is it okay that you told me lies? And mom was like, ah, do you want more cake? <laughs> and, and, I, and I will say the star of that party, other than the birthday girl, was the, the cake. cake. I was just going to say that. And you know where it was from? Publix. Publix makes the best cake ever. Ever. And oh man, it's just so good. And they do wedding cakes and they do like, I would be okay if the only pastry that I ate again in my life came from the Publix, Publix bakery. Cake? Oh, yeah. me too. It's delicious. They do a solid job with that. So anyways, hopefully your weekend was uh, exciting and fun and, and upside-y like ours was. And we, if it wasn't, then guess what? It is Monday and a brand new week. Reset button. We um, were talking this weekend about, and this kind of ties into to the under the awesome, it was an awesome weekend theme because a couple things came up that 
some a couple involving me, a couple involving Callie, but we both decided to respond to these things in the same way using silence. Using no response at all. Because and and, I, and we're going to dig into this this week and I think we're going to like try to showcase because we have four examples. So mm-hmm. we're going to showcase for the rest of the episodes this week one per day mm-hmm. in an effort to kind of explain why we did it and also how it's beneficial. But here's the thing. People don't deserve your words and your time and your energy. No, no, like unconditionally. So there are times when it's okay to not respond to someone or to ignore what they're doing for your own well-being. And once you learn that lesson, like life can get significantly easier. And that's how Jeff sees it. Jeff sees it more as this doesn't deserve my energy. And I see it more as, and I think maybe this might be like a male female thing too, because I don't know that men are as much like this as women are. But for me, I feel like I am faced with choices in my life, like with friends or or whatever, where my choice is to do what I really want to do, which is say something, address it, attack it, go after it with the potential of starting drama or saying nothing at all and letting it fizzle out, which is totally against what I want to do, but is also the non-dramatic but it's, route. But it's, but it's the healthier way, which is what, right. what I'm maintaining is the health. Sometimes it is, you don't have to feel obligated to respond to everybody who attempts to engage with you. And it might, right. it might make more sense as we explain. So we have categorized we have the the four people that we'll be profiling who have all popped up in our life in the past uh, couple of weeks that we are uh, just um, we're gonna we're gonna talk through it because yeah. I feel like we all have these people that come in and out of our lives so we want to talk about kind of ways to tackle it and um, give a different maybe a different perspective um, than you currently have on how to deal with these types of people. Would you like to talk about the types? Yeah. So um, one of, we and we've given given them all titles. Like one of them is the gossip. That's self-explanatory. Don't give the person who's the gossip who just wants to know. Y'all know those people, right? Who ask mm-hmm. you questions just so they can take it and spin it and give it off to other people. Yep. Like that person, you don't have to respond to that person. I don't care if it's your family member. So that's one person. Um, the other person is uh, Mr. or Ms. Nothing's wrong. And that's the person who does something bad to you, like makes you feel like crap or whatever. And then a couple of days later, just acts like nothing's wrong, acts like nothing wrong, nothing is wrong. And if you call them on it, they just flip the script. Yeah. And you know, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So instead silence, mm-hmm. we can dig into that one. Um, and the self preserver, um, this is, I'm trying to think about the example that we use here. Oh yeah. So the self preserver is someone that, preserves themselves over anybody else. And how else would you describe it? I'm so like bad at describing this without getting too specific. Uh, the self-preserver is the person who is willing to sink all the other ships at sea in order to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
even if those other ships have have come and helped to rescue her before or could pr- probably help rescue her in the future it doesn't matter right. what matters is right now right okay and, and i'm in the, and i'm in this act of self preservation um and uh yeah those people don't deserve a response in many circumstances and We'll, and we'll get into that. And also the complainer, um, which is something, this is funny. This is something I've worked on in therapy because I have had a lot of interactions with people that complain about situations that they put themselves in. Oh my God. That, that person drives me nuts and started driving me nuts in college when you, cause everybody has that one friend who's like, I'm so busy. I took 18 credits this semester. I'm just overwhelmed. And that's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, then take 12 credits like the rest of us, you overachieving. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's it, because they controlled it. Right. So control the person that complains about things that are under their control. Um, so that's the other one. So we want to talk about, we Jeff and I have spent a lot of time this weekend talking about the power of silence, and it's really hard. But I think in And those- how often, what the reason it's coming up on the show is because of how often it can be used and how we have used it in these four circumstances. Yeah. And there is, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about. It doesn't sound very upside but I think it is because we're navigating through something that's hard or something that is, is usually really negative and figuring out how to navigate something negative. So it's not so all consuming. Well, I think it, I think it's very upside because once you overcome, I guess these obstacles of negativity, Mm -hmm. once, once you find a way to navigate around or over these humps, then it's clear sailing into like a more grateful, positive existence. Mm -hmm. But if you have somebody in your life who keeps appearing and engaging with you and you engage back and it creates tension, guess what? You're, you're going to have a hard time finding gratitude and peace. Yes. So that's very true. Yep. Are you ready for my social media review? Yes, I believe this week we're talking about uh, Kate Middleton shoes or something. Well, they're Meghan Markle shoes. Whatever, um, Queen Elizabeth, one of them. <laughs> Jeff one of, does not have a love of royals like I do. One of the royals. <laughs> okay, so uh, I review, well, I have been wearing, I ordered Rothy's last week um, and I had them in. I've been wearing them all week and Rothy's are this, they have a bunch of different styles, but they aim to be like the most comfortable shoe ever. And they kind of look like work shoes to me. They don't have heels, they're flats, um, but they're popular in the celebrity world. Meghan Markle wears them. So they're super hot and and I'm a big fan of the Royals. So if they're wearing something, I'll probably buy it. If they're wearing something that you can afford, you'll probably buy it. Well, and I don't even want to say afford because these are a little bit of a stretch for me right now, but, um, cause I, I wouldn't say that they are affordable. I would say they're on like the higher end, but it's not like a $10,000 bag, you know? Okay. You don't care. Jeff doesn't care. Well, no, now I'm getting nervous that you're saying that these are expensive and you're comparing them to something that costs $10,000. Like I feel like you're setting me up to for this to be like a four hundred dollar pair of shoes. No, no, or something. no, no. The the style that I bought is the most expensive one, and it's about a hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred and forty nine dollars. Um, and I wore them to work. They are I well, I bought two pair. I bought the loafer style, and I bought the pointy toe ones, which are really popular. I did not like the pointy toe ones. They were not flattering on my foot. If you go to my Instagram, I'll show you the video of like why I don't love them. And those tend to run a little smaller. So if you do love them, um. 
it, you're going to want to maybe size a half a size up. Um, I went true to size and it just was not, it, they did not fit me right. The one that I love, 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 love. Oh, they're more expensive than I thought. Oh, great. They're $165 and I ordered those. So, um, I love them. You can wear them to work. They are sustainably made. They're made out of recycled plastic, which I think is super cool. They are absolutely as comfortable as they say they are. And that's awesome. So I know a lot of teachers wear them people who are maybe like, if you are a sales rep or something and you're constantly moving or you're someone that constantly travels, these are great. And what people love, I'm about to ask a question though. That's going to make me sound like my dad. Okay. Are they well-made? They are extremely well-made. Because I've started doing like with more expensive things like shoes, clothing items, stuff like that. I've started in my head thinking, okay, because I have no problem. Like I'm, I'm Target and Walmart. Those are great t-shirts. Old Navy. That's great. Problem is, you know. They fall apart in like 10 uses. Yes. But if you can get a $165 pair of shoes that's going to last you for 16 months, then it's only $10 a month. You know what I mean? Right. So these people love them because you can actually machine wash them. And I had, I was very well intentioned on machine washing them. Um, but I heard from enough of the people on Instagram that follow the upside, um, that they are machine washable and it's great. Just make sure you do it on cold and follow their directions, but you can machine wash them and that they last even multiple washes. I also read on their website that, um, teachers, if you are are a teacher, they'll give you a 20% off discount, which I think is awesome. And that's at rothys.com slash women's slash teacher. They also have a referral, uh, refer a friend program. And I'm going to, um, I was trying to figure out how to get in touch with them to see if they could like finagle this for me so I could have an easy code or something. And I couldn't figure it out. So, um, I will put on my Instagram and on the Facebook group, a give $20, get 20, like if, if you use my link, you'll get $20 off your purchase. And then it'll say, Hey, thanks for shopping Callie's link. Here's another $20. Um, and I'm going to post that on the Facebook group and the Instagram page, or you can email me and I'll send it to you and that'll give you $20 off. So there are ways to like finagle the price a little bit, but I definitely will be ordering the loafers again. I love them. I totally approve. I love that they're sustainable. I love that they're cute. Um, and the loafers are true to size. And I'm, um, I'm uh, happy. I'm like not stressed about this because this, I think, is the first more expensive item that you've given the Cali seal of approval to. It, I think Od- it is. Oddly, for the first few weeks of you doing this, all of the really inexpensive things got way high marks and all of the super expensive things you were like, yeah, not worth it. Do you think that because you hold it to a higher standard? It it totally is. I mean, if you're paying, if you're spending a lot of your money on something, your hard earned money, you want it to last. You want it to be good. You want, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I spent, I will spend money on clothes and stuff like that, but I'm not flipping about it. Like I take it seriously that I work very hard and I don't want to spend money on something that's not going to last me. So, um, anyways, yeah, Cali approved for sure. All right, we uh, got to get, um, get a couple of voicemails do out wanna, of the system. Do you want to know what I'm going to review next week? Oh, yeah, I always cut you off for that and forget. <laughs> what are you doing next I'm week? I'm going to review Good American Jeans. This is Khloe Kardashian's jean brand. Um, and the shtick that they kind of pitched was it's like a fit for every woman and like curvy women and all that kind of stuff. Um, I do have a butt and I ordered some. So I'm going to spend the next 
week. Um, and I wore them last week too. And tell you what I think next Monday. All right. Now moving along to uh, answer a couple voicemails. Um, the first one involves a pup date, which still we kind of don't have because our neighbors have been on vacation for the whole week. Mm-hmm. So there's been no interaction, good or bad. So there's not really a pup date. But I did ask Callie on one of the shows last week if I should follow up with the neighbor and let them know that I've been researching stuff and have been recording the dogs in the house to see what, you know, has been going on. Um, and I, uh, and Callie, your vote was don't say anything. Yeah. I'm like, it's not necessary. It is totally not necessary. They can think whatever they want. We know that our dogs don't bark a crazy amount when we're not home and there's nothing to say. If they want to contact you, then you'll be happy to tell them. But I didn't see a point in saying anything. Well, uh, one of the first callers to the voicemail after that episode aired uh, might be my soulmate. This is Ashley from Canton, Georgia, and I'm a few weeks behind catching up from fall break, but I it would drive me nuts if I had all of that data about the pups and could not present it to my to the neighbor um we've been in a similar situation with our dog when we lived in an apartment um and it would eat me up if i was right and could not prove that to the neighbor you guys have a great day i love the pup date keep it up ashley she totally gets you she gets me and i wonder if she's an only child because the act of being right and and letting people know that you're right are two separate things. Like for some people, it's just good enough to be right. And then we all move on. I'm right. That's whatever. me. Yeah. Nope. Not me. I want to take out billboards. Yeah, you I, do. I want to make sure I've done the research. Look, I'm right. I was always right. <laughs> so Ashley, I get you. Thank you for the uh, comment. Thank you for the support. Hi, this is Claire Indicator. And I just wanted to tell Callie, thank you so much for talking about the issues you experienced after participating in Beachbody. I think this is something that women and a lot of men too, but primarily women deal with a lot. And it's been so normalized in our culture and that obsession over food and what's right and what's wrong is not normal. And I appreciate you talking about that so that more people can just take that time to reflect on, you know, what they're doing with their bodies and focusing on getting a healthier relationship with food. And I think uh, Laura Lee is a great start. So thanks so much for sharing. I am going to be, um, well, first of all, I have gotten a shocking number of messages about like from women that say I, a diet totally screwed me up. And let me say, I don't think the diet screw everyone up. And just to recap, in case somebody didn't hear the show last week where you talked about this is you're not talking like eating disorder level or anything like that, but a couple of years ago, you got onto a regimented eating plan. Mm-hmm. And now that you're off it mm-hmm. and you're just trying to eat normally and eat healthy, you found yourself feeling guilty almost. I'm obsessed with the information that I from that, unquote, from learned that from that plan. Um, times of day, how many things I should be eating. I mean, it. Because the plan that you did, the Beachbody plan, is super structured. It's well, there are super structured parts of it. Um, but the community around it is super intense and, um, I did it and I had a lot of success with it. Like I'm not knocking it and saying it doesn't work. I'm saying for people who get into things and get really obsessed with them, like I do, and I'm very self-aware 
it can be dangerous because, um, you know, it can be almost like a weird addiction, like, and the addiction is I like what I'm seeing on the scale. So like, I need more of that. Um, so I'm trying to like reestablish, well, I'm trying to establish a good relationship with food. Um, I don't really know a lot about eating healthy other than just eat vegetables all the time. And, um, this, this certified holistic chef, that's amazing. My friend, Laura Lee, she is kind of helping me figure out what a good relationship with food looks like for me. She doesn't do that for a living. She's a chef, but, um, she has been but, through it and she's like, okay, what if you try this? What if you try this? But I cut you off. You said that you were, you got a bunch of messages. I, I, so many. So many of people saying, I felt like I left a cult. I feel like totally crazy about the whole thing. And I feel really guilty because just a couple, from, from that specific diet or just from diets in general, um, or both, just from intense diets, both. And I even had a couple people say, I started that diet. This made me feel not that these women made me feel bad, but I felt so bad because I had a couple of women that messaged me that said, I feel the same way. Totally with you. Um, I started the plan after you loved it so much and knowing that I contributed to someone else feeling that way makes me feel so bad. And, and everyone's been really nice about it, but I've apologized many times for saying I, totally did not see it when I was in it. I thought it was great because I was losing weight and I felt really good, but the mental side of it, I just couldn't handle it. And, um, and I feel badly that I, I promoted anything. Cause you know, Jeff knows it's I, so I promote things so intentionally. Like I will not promote something unless I truly believe that it's great. So I didn't make a dime off of beach body. I was just promoting it because I really, thought that I liked it at the time and, and I didn't know. And I feel, I feel terrible, but it's not a knock on the diet. It's a knock on, it's not a knock. It's not a knock on the diet. It is a, it speaks more to your type of personality. It, totally it just is. so happens that you did beach body, but you could have just as easily done keto weight, weight or, watchers and become obsessed with the points or keto and yeah. become obsessed with getting to ketosis and staying there or anything. Mm -hmm. It just happens to be that's the one you did. Well, and I think depending on diet culture is really, I mean, first of all, diet culture is everywhere. And depending on how far you get into it, like it's one thing, if you feel great, you have flexibility, but I was like choosing to have these meals over choosing over having meals with my husband. And like, that's a problem. Like that's not, that's not okay for me. Um, so yeah, I'm working on redefining that relationship and I have a call, um, with Laura Lee tonight. So she's going to, you know, tell me what she thinks. Cause I kept a food diary for a couple of weeks and even I kept track of even like, okay, this time of day, I'm feeling really tired. So when I say relationship with food, I'm not like, Hey, make me skinny. I'm like, Hey, this time of day, I get really tired. Like what am I eating? That's making me tired during the day and right. stuff like that. Uh, if you uh, want to call us, you can do that at any time. Ask us any question, comment, anything about the show. 800-434-5454 is the number. 800-434-5454. Um, and we're going to do a better job of promoting that number for those of you who've had to dig for it to find it. We appreciate you putting that effort forth, but we'll put it up on our website or somewhere soon. Uh, later this week, we are going to be talking about odd things that stress you out. Like, can I have an example of this? Yeah, I'll give you an example of it. For from you. Oh, okay. What do I, what, what stresses me out? Callie gets stressed out, um, 
when we are boarding at the airport for a couple of years, I had a higher medallion qualification than she did. And so I was allowed to board like right after first class did. And I could, if you're traveling with me, if you're my wife, you get to get on the plane with me. Oh my and gosh. She, she would basically drag me down the the thing, the jetway. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate breaking the rules. I hate breaking you're, the rules. But you weren't breaking the rules. You just like thought you were. Oh my gosh. It stresses me out so bad. Um, so anyways, uh, if you have an odd thing that causes you more stress than it should, and you know it. it totally just, know it. It's just an odd thing that, that stresses you out. 800-434-5454 um, because we have a funny example that we're going to bring up later this week and we want this person to have a bunch of support around them and go, you're not the only weirdo. I get stressed out by odd stuff too. So 800-434-5454. Solidarity. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. A lot of people have asked about how they get their hands on the koozies and the stickers that we have now. And uh, we're not, we don't know yet. First of all, we don't have many left because we gave a bunch of them away up at Woodstock. And we set some aside for an event that we have coming up later this week. We're not opposed to like mailing them or anything like that. We just got to figure out how to do it. But I mean, we know how to mail stuff, but like if we're going to sell them, if it's going to be a thank you for something, we don't know what we're going to do, but if just, you see Jeff Dollar, he'll have them in his pockets. Oh yeah, that's so right. Say hi to introduce yourself to Jeff and then he'll give you one. And Callie will too. Okay, my phone's so crappy that every time I sing into it, I sound like, I sound terrific. Anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. For some reason, my work gave us margaritas for breakfast for National Taco Day, and um, yeah. Anyway, get your jingle girl to sing Ending the Upside, Ending the Upside. Yeah, we're ending the upside with some positive cheer. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that I listen to your podcast when I go to work, and my work is only 10 minutes away, so I have the speed up to one and a half, as you talked about on one of your podcasts. And now when I put it on normal, you guys talk so slow. So just wanted to tell you the one and a half sounds great, and I'm glad I have that chance to do that so I can get my podcast in before I'm done going to work and coming home. Talk to you later. Hi, Callie and Jeff. It's Sydney from Denver. Um, I know we were talking a bit about how you guys knew the other was the one, and it seemed like it was more of a natural transition for you. But um, I knew, like, I have a moment (laughs) when I knew that my husband was it, and I had gotten laid off from a job, and that day I was freaking out because I thought, you know, I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want to disappoint my family. So, you know, I figured I'd just go ahead and tell everybody all at once. And I told him to meet at my parents' house and sat them all down and told them what happened. Of course, terrified because I wasn't going to be bringing in money. And he looked me in the eye and told me that he loved me and that he had it. He's like, I've got it under control. You take as much time as you need to find the next thing and I'll take care of us. 
And it's like a light bulb went off in my head. Like, not only did it happen in front of my parents, which was, like, super impressive, but, you know, the fact that he did not skip a beat to want to take care of me and uh, our future and us. And after that, the hints were dropped like (laughs) nobody's business. So many hints. And I wasn't subtle. It was more of like, oh, here's this ring I like. And, oh, here's this and that. (laughs) I was pretty obvious. But, yeah, it may not happen for everybody, but I for sure had a moment when I knew, and I will never forget it. I'm calling to share my twist on appreciating great customer service. Um, I have chosen over the years to show my support to law enforcement. I think that's like the ultimate customer service. And I do that by randomly giving out gift cards. Like when I go to the grocery store or drive through at McDonald's or whatever, I'll just get like a $5 gift card for coffee or I know it's cliche, but donuts. Um, They can buy a Happy Meal, whatever, but just $5. And, you know, if I see one of the guys out in the parking lot sometime somewhere, I just walk up and tell them how much they're appreciated and give them a gift card and wish them the best. It doesn't even have to be money. I mean, walk up to the guys, shake their hand. They're just regular old people. Have your children draw them a picture, make a homemade card. You don't have to spend any money if you don't want to, but sometimes just a shake of their hand, telling them they're doing a great job is just fabulous. So I just wanted to pass that on. I have to go eat some cat poop.